green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, August 29th. We be living, breathing, walking, moving temples. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 4, verses 20 through 24 from the Message Translation, which reads, Oh, so you're a prophet? Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshipped God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come when what you're called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before Him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship Him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. This is God's Word. From the Chosen's rendition of this iconic conversation between Fotin and Jesus. Fotin says, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say Jerusalem is the only place for true worship. They say that because the temple is there. Yeah, exactly where we're not allowed. I'm here to break those barriers. And the time is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. So where am I supposed to go when I need God? I've never received anything from God, but I couldn't thank Him if I did. Anywhere. God is spirit. And the time is coming and is now here that it won't matter where you worship, but only that you do it in spirit and in truth, heart and mind. That, that is the kind of worshiper he's looking for. It won't matter where you're from or what you've done. This is how this classic conversation between Jesus and the woman at the well, whom Orthodox tradition identifies as Fotin, though the Greek pronunciation would be more like Fotine, well, this is how it's captured in the ongoing series on the life of Jesus called The Chosen, Episode 8, Season 1. You can find it at watch.angelstudios.com. Consider it homework, or at the very least, extra credit. 
at the very least, go about 40 minutes into that episode and watch this conversation. The beauty of it is that they're, they're true to the script of Scripture without it feeling choppy or stiff or one-dimensional. It flows. It will help you to reimagine and really see and hear the conversation. The truth on display, not only within the text of this conversation, but within the very fact of the conversation, is where we want to dig in a bit this week. Namely, the truth that we are living, breathing, walking, moving temples. Just like the rock in the desert wanderings that followed the Israelites of old and from which they drank, so the temple in the person of Jesus came to this outcast woman across the barrier of race and religion and gender and offered her a drink of living water. And in so doing, pointed out the reality, the identity, that she herself was also just such a temple where she could worship anywhere out of her very being, her true self-identity in adoration. She was a living, breathing, walking, moving temple. She just didn't know it yet as are we, and we also, far too often, still don't know it yet. With our bones for the acacia wood frames, our flesh for ramskin coverings, our heart for the Holy of Holies, we are living, breathing, walking, moving tabernacles or temples, each of us individually, all of us together. The temple is the place where heaven and earth meet, and that's what we are, temples, living, breathing, walking, moving temples which means we are a place of adoration for all things divine and of dignity for all things human. And since we love because he first loved us, we're going to root into the adoration for all things divine over the next few days by a meditative experience of some of the Psalms. We must become a Silah people, a people who know how to pause in his presence which is how the Passion Translation regularly renders that somewhat obscure Hebrew word in the Psalms that we know and love as Silah. No Silah, no pause, no experienced presence. No experienced presence, little dignifying presence to offer towards all things human. Not even towards a woman at the well to whom let's return for the last bit of her conversation with Jesus in The Chosen. As Fotine asks, Spirit and truth? Spirit and truth. It won't be all about temples and mountains. Soon, just the heart. You promise? I promise. Jesus just wrote a check, and it's time for us to show them the money, as it were, and to make the invisible God visible, not so much by inviting them to our sanctuary, but by being, by embodying the sanctuary as we, like Jesus, go about as living, breathing, walking, moving temples. So try this on for a second reading today, perhaps after you've watched that episode of The Chosen, not to nag you. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home 
He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he's building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, and now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. This is Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, from the Message Translation, by the way. And now pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. You are living, breathing, walking, moving temples of the living God. How has this reality impacted you, your identity, your self-worth, your outlook on life, your place in the world? You are God's temple, not his closet, not his tool shed, nor his outhouse. You are God's temple. Soak in the truth of this. See how he would have this truth reshape and reorient you. Lord, no longer wandering exiles, no longer strangers or outsiders. We're home, or more to the point, we are your home. Each sanctuary we construct is filled with the true sanctuaries you are building, the people, shaping, forming, crafting us to become together the dwelling of God on earth. O multiplied Emmanuel, from which the thirsty ground of this earth is watered by waters going ever deeper, with trees of life along our banks whose fruit is for food and whose leaves are for healing. Make it so, Lord. Let us rise to become the holy temple you've always intended humanity to be. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen. Amen.